man, if it were not for Jesus Christ and what he's done in our life, we would not have the hope, amen, that we have right now. Praise God. Well, we thank you for attending this service tonight online. And uh, I know the presence of the Lord is in this place. Wonderful songs, wonderful worship. Amen. Lifting up the Lord. And uh, that is so important, so important. I want to direct your attention tonight out of the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, which is uh, deals with the Sermon on the Mount, and in particular the Beatitudes. And uh, Jesus... I would like to take out of chapter 5, verse 8, where Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed or happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Lord God, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for your presence that is in this place this evening. We thank you for those that are watching online right now. And we're praying, God, that as we open up our ears and our hearts to receive your word, that, amen, you would speak something into our spirit tonight, for we know without you we are nothing. Amen. You are great, we are small. And I pray, God, that you would minister to us through your word. Amen. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And everybody say amen. The scripture here talks about the pure in heart, the pure in heart. And sometimes I look at this and I ask a question, and may I ask a question tonight, is this what we are after? Uh, is this something that we are hoping for, that one day we, all of us, you and I, would see God? I hope tonight that it is our uh, plan, it is what we are looking for, it is what we are searching for, amen, is one day to be able to see him face to face, amen. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to do whatever I can, amen, to be ready for that moment and that time to be able to see him one of these days. Also, I believe this is speaking here about the judgment, but but I also believe it's talking about <clears throat> right now. And so I want to ask another question. In our lives, when is the last time that maybe you and I have saw God? When was the last time maybe we had a miracle in our lives? When was the last act maybe of compassion that we knew came from the Spirit of God? When was the last time we stood in an altar or maybe uh, in our place of prayer at our house with tears streaming down our face, realizing at that moment that God has shown up in our lives and gave us hope and direction as we were overwhelmed with the presence of God? I fear that today we uh, many times get used to what's going on in our lives and we we uh, don't search after that we don't seek after the Lord we kind of get comfortable with where we're at 
and we haven't been, if I can say again, maybe overwhelmed with the presence of God or getting in to where we can actually bask in the presence of God. But if we want to see heaven one day, I believe that we have to put ourselves in that place, amen, to where we will search our heart, amen. I, I want to go to heaven, amen, and, and, and I, I want to be there one day. But also I long for, if I may say, a little heaven here on earth as well. I want to see heaven in the moving of God's Spirit in our services, amen. Even though there's few of us tonight here, just kind of a core group, uh, operating this service. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And I believe that where you're at right now in your home, amen, or wherever you might be, <clears throat> that the presence of the Lord, amen, is right there where you're at. So I, I, I want to see heaven in our services. Amen. I want to see it in our worship. Amen. How we worship and praise God and lift Him up in our songs. Amen. In, in the, uh, the, the, the musicians and in the worship of the congregation. I want to I see that as we articulate our praise, amen, and our honor under the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to see a, a little bit of heaven in our prayer meetings. Amen. Not just something where we just kind of uh, do it because uh, we're expected to do it or, or maybe just do it because we feel like if we don't, we've uh, missed something. But actually in the prayer meeting, uh, amen, where the presence of God begins to fall, amen, and we uh, 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 feel His presence uh, and the power of God in our lives. I want to see a little bit of heaven uh, also in the way we love one another, amen, the way we encourage one another. Amen, because isn't that what it's called about being pure in heart? Amen, if we want to be pure in heart, amen, we have to have that love that flows, uh, amen, to other people, to one another, and we have that spirit of encouragement, amen, on us to encourage other people that are going through uh, tough times in their life. I want to see heaven uh, in the healing of those hearts and those souls. I don't believe that God stops saving people with you or I. Amen. But I believe that God is still searching for that heart, for that life. Amen. That's reaching out for a God. Amen. That loves them. That person that maybe don't have any hope in their lives right now. They look around and they don't see any way out. Amen. But I want to declare to that person. Amen. You may be watching tonight. I want to declare to you that there is a God that is a healing God. Amen. Not just of the physical body, but also of the heart, of the mind. Amen. Of the marriage, whatever it might be. Our God is a healing God. Amen. That wants to touch your life. Amen. Jesus said that it all starts with the heart. And so if you and I want, if, if, if we want, uh, you know, if we want, if, if you want, want to, to just talk about it, then you can talk about it. Amen. But it's going to take having a, what Jesus called a pure heart. Amen. If I want the heaven on earth, I have to have a pure heart. If I want to make it to heaven, I have to have a pure heart. Amen. A heart that, that, that the Bible says is not defiled. Amen. With things like anger and bitterness and sin and hatred. Amen. That's not 
a part of a pure heart, amen, a sinless person, amen, that, that will have their faults, amen. We will have our faults, but yet God says strive for that pure heart, amen. That's what it's about. I want the strength of God. Somebody said, well, I thought I had to be sinless in order to have a pure heart, amen. Let me stop and tell you something right now. There was only one sinless person, and that was Jesus Christ, amen. You and I, we're going to fight that day in and day out. Our flesh is going to fight it day in and day out. Amen. We work on that day in and day out. But a pure heart understands and allows the grace of God and the mercy of God to operate in their lives. Amen. That's when I say uh, that's why the prayer is so important. That's why the reading of the word is so important. That's why coming to church is so important. Amen. Because we have to have that kind of participation, uh, amen, to be able to work on that pure heart. Amen. There was a song years ago that said, I'm not perfect, just forgiven. Amen. But the fact of it is, amen, I understand I'm not perfect. I understand that I don't have it all together. Amen. But I also understand that my heart has to be right. Amen. If my heart's right, my life is going to be guided by that. Amen. And so we fight this fight every day when it comes to sin. But when it's all said and done, amen, we make that decision not to sin. Amen. What's in our heart? Amen. I want a pure heart. Amen. Blessed is the pure in heart. Happy is the pure in heart. When our heart's right, we're happy. When our heart's right, amen, we know things are right with God. Amen. Does this make sense to you tonight? We're talking about having a right heart, a pure heart. Amen. And that means I have to protect that heart. I have to protect it. In Matthew 15, verses 18 to 19, chapter 15, Jesus is dealing with the things that defile. And in this scripture, you can read previously that, uh, that, that the Pharisees and those uh, were offended by what uh, he uh, had to say to them. And, and Peter addresses him and has him expound, lets him know. And Jesus said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth... They came forth the heart, and they defiled that man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, so on and so forth. Some people wonder if they have enough faith to live for God. It's not as much faith, amen, as it is an issue of the heart. Amen. There's people who had great faith in their life, but there was something about the heart. There was evil thoughts. Amen. There was the murders. There was the adulterers. There was the fornication. There was the theft. There was the false witness. Amen. Go on. Go on and on. Amen. They had great faith at one time or another in their life, but the heart was their downfall because there was things that got in their heart. Amen. That tripped them up. Uh, understand this. Uh, when we talk about faith, uh, it's an incredible thing. But faith alone will not open the, the doors of heaven uh, for you and your life. Amen. Because the Bible lets us know that even the devil has faith. The scripture tells us that he believes in God. But that's not going to get him into heaven. 
But here in our scripture tonight, our text in verse 8, it says, Blessed or happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let me say it again. It's going to take a right heart. And when I speak to you tonight, I'm talking and encouraging you, amen, as well as myself, to look at that heart. Not just every now and then, but every day. Look, Take a look at it and make sure that your heart, amen, is where it needs to be and be on the stuff, the things of God. Amen. Let me tell you something. Just because you're having a rough time in life, amen, sometimes we look at things that are going on and say to ourselves, I must not be doing the right thing. I, may, I must be doing something wrong. But just because you're going through that moment in your life, that rough time, that valley, whatever it, whatever it seems to be, does not mean that your walk with God has faltered. Amen. When I look at Matthew 43 to 45, amen, you have heard that it has said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But Jesus said, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully or spitefully use you and persecute you. Notice verse 45, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Which is in heaven. Amen. And so he goes on to say, Amen, that, that for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. It rains on the just just like it rains on the unjust. Some of us might think because of various things are not happening in our lives that somehow our walk with God is weak. Amen. I look at the story of Enoch back in Genesis, the fifth chapter, verses 22 and 24 in particular. When you read, it tells us that Enoch was, lived 65 years and he begat a son by the name of Methuselah. And after Methuselah was born, it says that Enoch lived another 300 years. So the sum total of his years were 365 years. And the Bible said that he begat sons and daughters. And then it goes on to make a statement that Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Amen. I wonder what that felt like. Amen. I wonder, I would like to know if those, his family members and those, and all of a sudden, uh, one day, Enoch was gone. One day, how did they feel? Where did Enoch go? Did they look for him? Did they have a hint? Did they understand? Was it, was it something that just transpired out of that moment, and all of a sudden, they were looking for Enoch? Where's dad at? Where's uncle Enoch? Where's grandpa? Amen. Where, where is Enoch at? Enoch walked with God, was not, for God took him. I wonder I wonder what kind of days that a man like that maybe have had in his life. Do you think his life was perfect? I wonder if it rained on his, on his life at all. Did he have those rainy days, those days of doubt? Did he get wet? Did he get muddy? Did he slip and fall at those moments of his time? Or did Enoch only walk with God on the sunny days. Let me stop and tell you right now, I don't care what kind of day it is. 
I feel like if you'll get your heart right, if I get my heart right, if we get our heart right, it makes no difference if it's a sunny day or a rainy day, a good day or a bad day, a day that's in the valley or a day that's on the mountaintop. It makes no difference because we understand that our relationship with God matters very significantly in our lives because Enoch walked with God all of those years and then there was a time that God took him. Amen. We maybe think sometimes as we read that story, did he just follow God when everything was going good, when there were blessings that were flowing, days when his job and maybe, maybe other family issues crept up, amen, maybe they weren't going as well, things was happening, amen, did God walk with him and did he walk with God? I mean, let me stop and tell you this. I have found that in this world, we will have trials and tribulations. The Bible actually tells us that we'll have trials and tribulations. We know that we're going to have temptation. Amen. And as a result, things are going to happen. People are going to struggle. But thank God for His grace. Amen. His mercy. Amen. His blood that covers a multitude of sins. Don't know about you, but I think every morning or every chance we get, we need to thank God for His blood, amen, that takes away our sin. Thank God for the covering of His blood that takes away our sins, amen. But a walk with God, amen, doesn't just happen on, on the good days, amen. It happens on the bad days too. In fact, it'll happen on the really bad days. Maybe when the doctor has said to you that you've got some kind of terminally, you're terminally ill with a disease, amen, you don't know what to do, I'm here to tell you that God's walking in that moment with you, amen, you might get really great news someday and something great's happening in your life, I'm here to tell you that God is walking with you on that day too, amen, it's not just on the good days, but I thank God it's on the bad days as well, the days when you wonder if anybody cares or if you even matter to somebody. In fact, those are the days I believe that your walk can be the most precious because that's when you can talk to God and God can just kind of cuddle up with you. Amen. And you can feel the presence and the awesomeness of God. Listen, folks, there's nothing like that kind of a relationship with God. There's nothing like being at peace knowing that no matter what's going on in your life, there is a God that loves you, that cares about you, amen, that wants, to, wants you to live for Him, wants to have that, that relationship with you, amen. There's something about that. I look at Enoch and I say, man, what a, what a story, what a life, a man that pleased God so much that He took him, Amen. You know, anybody will walk with you in the sunshine. But a lot of people will not walk you, with you through the storm. I think you can probably understand that tonight. And maybe that's happened in your life. When you talk about Enoch walking with God, it simply means to walk about, to live, to have that fellowship with God. 
Do you know when you read the book of Jude, I believe it's verse 14 and verse 15, it talks about the ministry of Enoch, how powerful his ministry was, how it touched lives, how he wasn't afraid to just step up to the plate and, and, and preach it like, 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 like God wanted him to. Amen. Do you, do you understand? I'm sure that there was a lot of people that really didn't care about that kind of preaching. So that relationship with God meant a lot to him. Because sometimes this life is not going to treat us kindly. Sometimes that sunshine is not going to always shine on us. There's going to be rains. There's going to be storms. There's going to be dark clouds. But I can promise you tonight that God is always looking after us. He's always looking out for us. A heart that says, God, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not, I'm not in for shortcuts. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking to, 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 to just uh, take the detour here. The detour. I'm in this for the long haul. That heart that says that, if you will have me, I will be here on my good days and on my bad days. When everything is going well or when things are falling apart. You see, that's the kind of relationship God wants from us. Is that when we can simply say, you know what, God? This is not a good day, but God, you're still God. You haven't changed. Amen. You haven't went nowhere. Amen. I can still sit down and pray, read your Bible, and feel your presence, even though I might be in the midst of a battle or maybe the battle of my life. He says, I'll be there. Good days, bad days, through the thick, the thin, whatever it is you're going through. Amen. Let, let me ask you something tonight. What kind of friends do you like? What kind of friends do you like? You know, because a lot of times you and I, we might have what we call fair weather friends. In fact, I talked to a lot of people that, uh, you know, down through my years that, 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 that when they had the money, they had friends. When they had, when they had the dope, they had friends. When they, when they had all the stuff, they had friends. Friends was always to be found because they were always wanting something from them. But when that all went away, those friends went away. What friends? That's why I believe in choosing your friends wisely. I want friends, uh, amen, that, that will be there for me. Friends uh, who are right there with me. Uh, even if I'm struggling in big battles, I've got friends uh, that will undergird me, uh, that will lift me up in prayer, that will be there for me, uh, amen. And I can feel their prayer and I can feel their concern, uh, amen. That's the kind of friends uh, that you and I need, my friend. Uh, it's not the fair weather friends uh, that are here today in good times, but gone when everything's bad. In fact, in Hebrews 11 chapter, verse 5, it tells us in this hall of faith, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. <laughs> Notice, and was not found. I think people were looking for him. He was not found because God translated him. For before his translation, he had a testimony 
that he pleased God. Does not tell us that Enoch had an amazing faith that moved mountains. He simply says, Enoch walked with God here. Scripture doesn't say that he had great faith uh, 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 or mir- if miracles happened because of his faith. It doesn't. It does say, however, that Enoch walked with God. We hear what Jude said. Jude said evidently he had a great ministry. But that, that, that was written in Jude. I wonder what his life was really like. Amen. He walked with God. There's something very beautiful and precious about our or a person's relationship with God when they simply walk with Him. You see, folks, a lot of people have questions in their mind. Why? Because they, they, they're not truly walking after God or walking with God. They kind of got their mind set on other stuff. And then when things begin to happen, they want a quick fix. They want to feel the presence of God. It's like Samson of old. Amen. Time after time after time in his life. Amen. When he knew he shouldn't have done something, but he hooked up with the wrong person. And then that person, amen, was encouraged to find out where his strength lied. And, 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 and Delilah, amen, kept after him. And he would say one thing and then another thing and another thing. And, and none of them worked. And, and finally she got to his heart. You see, your heart has to be pure. Your heart has to be set on the right things because if you allow the world to, uh, if you entertain the world, all of a sudden uh, the world many times will work its way in. And the next thing you know, our spiritual strength is gone. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. There's something very beautiful about that person's relationship when they simply walk with God good days bad days ugly days whatever they don't ex- they, 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 they do not uh, uh, fall by the wayside amen they are looking after the things of God amen they're seeking after the things of God amen might not, not, may not, might not be that perfect person but your heart Amen, your heart's driving you, amen, to be what God wants you to be. You want to be close to God, amen. You're able, amen, to keep most of the junk and all of the junk out of your life, not because of some great faith, but simply because you've got that heart that says it's not right. It's not right. Amen, Matthew 18, 35. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if, if from your hearts, if ye from your hearts, Forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. He deals with something that you and I all deal with from time to time. That heart issue of forgiving somebody. Pastor, is that important? It's more important than what you and I could ever dream. Amen. Folks, lip service, as we say lip service won't cut it. Amen. It's going to take a genuine coming to Jesus, a meeting with Him. Amen. With your heart. Amen. You won't, you won't find it hard at all to, sell, to tell somebody you forgive them if it's in your heart. You see, reluctant forgiveness is not forgiveness. It's like, it's like when the little kid gets in trouble and you look at them and you say, tell them you're sorry. 
tell them you're sorry. And finally, the young, the young child says, I'm sorry. Amen. And we walk away as though it's settled and it's done. But yet, in reality, they only said it because they were told to say it. But I'm here to tell you tonight, we need to have something in our heart that simply says, I don't want to be reluctant. I want to be truthful from my heart. Reluctant forgiveness is not really forgiveness. Reluctant giving is not giving. Reluctant love is not love. Really, reluctant anything is nothing. So if we are reluctant in our heart, we got to go back and check our heart. Amen. If I want revival, i got to check my heart. If I want my healing, I need to check my heart. If I want to see God move in a powerful way, I've got to check my heart. Amen. Because the heart does not hesitate. The heart does not second guess. The heart loves and acts and gives and forgives and does things no one else would ever do. Because it's the heart. And when you let the heart go and let God take control, something powerful is going to happen. When the heart's right, other things in our life will get right. When my heart's right, my relationship with God will be right. When my heart's right, my relationship with my family will be right. When my heart's right, my relationship with everybody else will be right. Amen. That's why when I have those kind of issues, I go back to the heart. Amen. Sometimes we could say, you know, will it be perfect? You know, maybe not. Probably not. But your heart will be right. Amen. So it will drive you to try to perfect those things and, and, and become right with God. In fact, Matthew 12, 35 says this, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Amen. Do, you, do we see the difference here? One, one man brings good things, the other man brings bad things. Have you ever met anyone who it seems like everything that comes from them is evil? Have you ever been around somebody, it's always evil language, evil relationship, evil business dealings, evil, sneaky, lying, deceitful, distrustful. Have you ever been around somebody like that? But Jesus talks about a good man. Amen. Where does all the good things in this man's life come from? Where does all the good things come? Jesus said the good things come from the heart. The good treasure of the heart. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest, rest unto your souls. Amen. Rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. We have to stop listening to what other people say they would do. Sometimes we listen to too many other people telling us what we should do. <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about. Amen. I wish I had all my saints here in the house tonight. Amen. Because I want to encourage you. There's a lot of people that's going to have a voice in your ear tell you, yeah, boy, I would have told them this or I would have done that or, or uh, I sure would have straightened them out. You know, we always got people that try to help us in those situations uh, that this is what I would have done and this is what I would have done. But the thing of it is that your heart, it's your heart. Listen to his voice. Our lives as Christians are not supposed to reflect the conversations of somebody else or some other angry person, especially if that angry person 
is somebody else. It's supposed to reflect, as Jesus said, the lowly heart, his lowly heart. Amen. The heart. I close with this. Where is your heart today? Where is our heart today? Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a world, amen, that's full of hurt. Everywhere you turn, every place you look, amen, it seems like there's hurt all around the world. And Jesus is the one that can bring that healing to our lives, to our families, to our churches. Amen. Healing. Amen. God is able to do that. Where, where is our heart? Where is our life? What has gotten into our heart that is robbing us from our walk with God? What is stopping us? Folks, let me say it again. It's a matter of the heart. It's between us and Jesus Christ. And it affects everything around us. It is a matter of the heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let your heart be turned toward the things of God, not the things of this world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your goodness, mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. We thank you for your word. And I pray on this Sunday evening, Lord, that we would allow that word to infiltrate the noisiness of life and finding resting place in our lives. God, for truly we, I hope, would want to be like Enoch and his life, that he walked with God, and that one day when the trump of God sounds, the word says that the dead in Christ are going to rise first, then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I pray, God, that you would move in our lives, speak in our hearts, bless us, O oh God, amen, let our heart become right. Let our hearts be made right before you. Amen. That you might do a great work in not just our lives, but our families, our church. Amen. Our city, our country, our world. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, let us open up our hearts for you to do a great work in them. In Jesus' name. Let's sing together. And just for this next little moment, let's let God do something great in our lives.